Let's open our Bibles to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Just send the background to this month as we embark on this important exercise in the month of March. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, the Bible says, Now may the God or the very God of peace sanctify you completely. Uh, and may your whole spirit and your soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, the very God of peace will separate you or sanctify you completely. There is more to you than meets the eye. In fact, this verse makes it clear that there are three parts to a human being. We're tripartite in nature. We have three parts to us. We are spirit beings and we have souls and we live in physical bodies. So there are three parts to you. Okay, you are a spirit. Everyone say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. You know, your spirit is the real you. It's the real part of you. When you talk about yourself, you are spirit because God is a spirit and he created us in his image and after his likeness. In Job chapter 10 verse 11, Job made this statement. He said, God, you have clothed me with skin and flesh and you have covered me with bones and sinews. You have clothed me, meaning uh, my body is my clothing for a spirit that resides on the inside of it. Okay? I said, you've clothed me with skin and flesh. You've covered me with bone and sinew. So with your spirit, you contact the spiritual world. Okay? And that's not something to be freaked out about because God is a spirit. You are a spirit. And they that worship must worship in spirit and what? In truth. Okay? So with your spirit, you contact the spiritual world. Uh, with your physical body, you contact the physical world. Your soul is how you express yourself or how you express the input you receive either from the spirit or from the body. So your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So you inter interact with the uh, mental realm, with the psychological realm, with your soul. But the Bible says that it's God's will that you be preserved completely. Spirit, soul, and what? And body. You see, your body gives you authority to function here. To function in the physical world. The human being is the only created being that has the authority to function in three realms at once. Okay? We have authority to function in the physical because we live in a physical body. We have authority to function in the realm of the spirit because we're spirit beings. Is that not correct? If God wants to function in the physical, he has to come through you and I, or he has to put on a physical body, which is what Jesus did during the incarnation. So with your physical body, you have authority to function here. Now, why am I saying this? Well, your ability to fulfill God's plan for your life is partly dependent on the fitness of your physical body. Because if your physical body is not fit, and uh, worst case scenario, you die physically, your spirit is going to have to leave here. If you are sick physically, you can't fulfill what God has planned for you to fulfill on earth. So your physical body gives you authority to function here. The Bible says, for the body without the spirit is dead, or for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. 
if your spirit leaves your body either through sickness after a while and you know you died physically the bible says that your your flesh will return to the dust from when it came ecclesiastes 12 7 says that and your spirit will return to god who gave it so if your your spirit leaves your body you can't hang around so your ability to fulfill your purpose is partly dependent on the fitness of your physical body. So your body is important to God. Your physical body and the state of your body is important to God. Now let's read that verse again in um, 1 Thessalonians 5. But let's read it from the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version says, it says, May the God of peace sanctify you through and through and separate you from profane things make you pure and wholly consecrated to God and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved sound everyone say preserved sound preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ you see God wants your physical body to be wholly free from sin but also, he wants your body to be preserved sound. I believe that that speaks about optimum performance. He wants your body to operate optimally. He wants your body to operate optimally. You know, as Christians, a lot of times we focus on our spirits, and we should because we're spirit beings, but we also should focus on our physical bodies. Do you know the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 to 20, Verse 20 says, for you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your spirit and in your body which belong to God. It says you have been bought with a price, so glorify God in your body and in your spirit which belong to God. The Message Bible translation puts it this way. Um, 1 Corinthians six nineteen. It says, don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for, the physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. Wow. It says... Don't think that your body is just some appendage of your spiritual being. No, it says God owns everything. It says let people see God in and through your body. Now, how do people see God in your body? It says let people see God in and through your physical body. Again, it says you are bought with a price. Therefore, therefore, glorify God. In your body and your spirit. You know, Brother Hagin used to say that when you see the word therefore in the Bible, find out what it's there for. It says you were bought with a price, therefore. And then he talks about your spirit and your body. That means that the price that was paid was not just for your spirit, but for your body as well. It says you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to God. That means that Christ also died for your body. The state of your body was so important to him 
that it was included in the reason why he came and why he died. The state of your physical body was so important to him that it was included in the reason why he came. Wow. And then why he died. So when Jesus was leaving heaven, he was thinking not just about your spirit, but also about your body. And that's why we have verses like 1 Peter 2, 24. The New Living Translation puts it this way. It says, He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. By his wounds, you are healed. That is talking about physical healing, not just spiritual redemption. We have verses like Isaiah 53 verse 4. It says, surely, surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our pains, our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him, and with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. So Jesus paid a high price for us to be physically healed and for us to be redeemed spiritually. Hallelujah. So the question really is, how do you value this body that Jesus valued so highly and paid the ultimate price for? What do you fit it with? How do you take care of it? Do you take care of it with the recognition that how you take care of it will directly impact your ability to fulfill the will of God for your life? You know, Paul was talking about the relationship between a husband and a wife and, and drawing a parallel between that relationship and the relationship between Christ and his church. And he makes a fleeting statement. He said, nobody hates his own body. Nobody hates his flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just like Christ the church. He says, no one hates their body. But is that true for us though? Do we act toward our body like we, we are here to take care of it and to nourish it? Do you know what you are putting into your body? Are you treating it the right way? Are you giving it what it needs to flourish? You know, a few years ago, I wasn't feeling very well, so I went to see uh, my GP. And you know, when, when you see a GP, um, even before they listen to what you, your complaint, you go through the triage, you know, just they take your vitals, your blood pressure, your heart rate, etc., and this is what she said to me when I went in to see her. She said, you know, Pastor Williams, she said, your blood pressure is so high that if it was any higher than it is right now, I will put you on medication. Now, that was a surprise to me because I thought I was doing okay. I mean, I wasn't overweight and I thought I was doing okay. But she said, your blood pressure is so high that if it was any higher, I would have to put you on medication. She said, do you know that hypertension, there are diseases like hypertension, uh, heart diseases that don't just happen. 
They are the result of a protracted abuse of your body. She said that, sir, you have been abusing your body over time and you are moving in a particular direction. But thankfully, you can reverse the effects if you start taking good care of yourself. And I said, what do I need to do? She said, well, you need to be fitter. You must be spending hours on a computer. You're probably living a very sedentary life. You know, you don't run. You don't exercise properly. You know, you need to watch what you're eating. And she just mentioned a couple of little things. Okay, things that were within my control. And she said, if you do these things, you'll reverse the effects. But if you don't, when I see you in six months' time, I'm going to have to put you on medication. And you'll probably have to be on that medication for the rest of your life. You know, so what I did, I got myself a trainer. I began to walk. I began to run. I began to, I mean, my life didn't change so drastically. I just did some sensible things. You know, that was a few years ago. My blood pressure is normal. In fact, I just had my blood pressure taken just a couple of days ago. And, and the person that took it said, you know, you, you've got very good pressure, blood pressure. I mean, it's even better than, you know, people that are much, much younger than you are. All right. Now, I changed that by paying attention. All right. By paying attention. A lot of us, especially men, don't even know the state of our, I mean, our blood pressure. We don't know uh, our body mass index. We don't know very much about ourselves. How are you taking care of your body? You know, in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, the Bible says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of what? Knowledge. But that verse doesn't end there. He continues by saying that because they have rejected knowledge, I am rejecting them. So meaning that they were destroyed for a lack of knowledge, but the knowledge was actually available. The information you need is actually available. The information you need to make the right decisions about your health, and about the state of your body is actually available. It is important that we don't reject that information. Because ignorance is no excuse. Okay? The price of ignorance is destruction. It is not destruction by God. It is just destruction. <laughs> Are you with me? Ignorance is no excuse. And that is why for the whole month of March, and we're going to be focusing on this. You know, you cannot substitute prayer for repeated improper treatment of your body. It wouldn't work. Your body is physical. Prayer is spiritual. Yes, prayer impacts the physical. But when you are breaking the laws that God has already put in place regarding how your body should function, if you are breaking those laws, then you just go to heaven early. But we don't want to go to heaven early. We want to fulfill God's plan for our lives. Praise the Lord. 